0: Welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story and their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. Today's quote is by that famous author, Anonymous. The tide recedes but leaves behind bright seashells on the sand. The sun goes down, but gentle warmth still lingers on the land. The music stops, yet echoes on that sweet, soulful refrain. For every joy that passes, something beautiful remains. <music> When deciding on how best to celebrate the life of someone who has passed away, there's a lot of things to consider. If the person loved the outdoors, then holding a memorial service outside may be the best way to say goodbye to them. So today we're going to talk a little bit about outdoor services and how to plan those and maybe what things you might want to incorporate in that uh, outdoor service. The one service that most people are familiar with is a graveside service, and they maybe have even participated in a graveside service, and that's where you see at a cemetery, you'll see people gathering around a grave, and you'll have the body, uh, the decedent, placed in a casket and sitting alongside the grave, and a person would lead the family uh, and the service to gather and share thoughts and memories. And this is a great time to place flowers and to share poems and memories. Um, At that graveside service as well, uh, if you wanted to play some music, you'd want to make sure to remember to bring uh, some sort of device to be able to play that music. Uh, Keeping in mind a lot of times it gets really windy um, or you might end up with rain. So what do you do if there's going to be some rain? Well, You'll want to talk with the people at the cemetery to make sure that they put up a tent, and that and see if they provide a a device to be able to amplify your voice. Uh, I've been at a service before where the wind starts howling and a plane goes over the top, and next thing you know, you know, people on the second row back can hardly even hear you. So those are things to keep in mind as to um, where you're where you're having that service and making sure that. The voice of whoever is officiating can be amplified enough for everybody to be able to hear. And music as well. You might want to double check to make sure your Bluetooth device is powered up. You don't want to get there and then try to connect your devices and find out that the battery is gone because there's not very many electrical outlets sitting out in the middle of a cemetery somewhere. So those are things to keep in mind. Here in Newport, Oregon... There's a lot of people that want to know if they can have a memorial service at the beach. Well, the answer is absolutely yes. And if you live inland and you want to be able to come to the beach and have a service, um, you certainly can do that as well. Now, there's a few things to keep in mind as you're having that uh, service at the beach. The first one is, is going to be access and making sure that you are have a public access uh, not going through somebody's backyard to get down to the beach. Uh, you want to make sure that you, um, if, if you need to, like if it's at a state park, you might want to get a hold of uh, the state, uh, here in particular would be the state of Oregon, and double check to make sure that you don't need to reserve or have permits or those types of things at the state park. Uh, but we have lots and lots of open public beach because here in the great state of Oregon, it's considered like a highway. It's transportation. And so it has been, it is open to the entire public. The entire beaches are. We do not have private beaches here in Oregon. couple things that you can do at a beach memorial that uh, maybe you wouldn't think about doing in any other type of a service. Well, flying a kite. I mean, that's pretty cool. You can fly kites and you can uh, scatter memorial petals. Um, you can have uh, a themed service where, uh, especially if the person loved to fly kites or loved the beach, to do what that person did or loved to do. Maybe they like to come down and build sandcastles. Well, that's something that you can certainly do. Uh, other things that they can do is they can um, share their memories on the beach. Again, like I mentioned in the previous one, on the beach gets pretty windy. So you're going to want to make sure that you're setting up your memorial service in in such a way that if the wind does start blowing, you're not getting sand on everybody. And as well, to be able to amplify your voice so, so that people can hear you uh, if it gets pretty loud down at the beach. Most people, when they're on the beach, if if people see that there's a gathering of other people having a service, Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people will respect that and make sure that they go around you. But make sure that you know maybe maybe a particular point was uh, on the beach was their favorite. But if it's in a huge public area, you know, use some use a little bit of common sense and make sure that you're not uh, located in a place where there's a high traffic area where people are going to be coming through, going, hey, what's going on here? And interrupting your service. People can also write messages um, in the sand. I mean, think of it, that's kind of cool, especially if you have some younger children and they maybe, maybe they might want to write in the sand where it gets a little bit wet, you know, I love you, Grandpa, or I love you, Grandma. Those types of things. That's a great way for people to express their grief and be able to physically do it as well as be able to. Get those emotions and those feelings out. That's all part of that healing process that the memorial service is supposed to help initiate and help carry people through that grief and help them get through those uh, stages of grief. At the beach, I've seen people try to light candles. Probably not the best thing to do on the beach because they blow right back out. If you have those little battery ones. Those are great uh, candle lighting that you can do on the beach. But if you're holding a memorial service or a gathering somewhere, a candle lighting is very, it's almost like a spiritual thing to do, as well as a physical expression of your love for your loved one as you're lighting that candle uh, it, it helps people, especially if it's in the evening and you can start seeing it or the lights are out in a in a building. If you like, maybe you turn down the lights in a chapel or something and light a candle. Uh, people can go forward and light a life candle at the front, but I've also seen it where people carry the candle around, almost like a Christmas candle lighting ceremony, where they go around and they light each other's candle, and that helps to be able to Uh, symbolize and express love, being moving through the gathering and lighting each other's candle. It's also an expression of support, because as I'm lighting your candle, you're receiving energy and light from me. And then as you turn and light the candle of the next person, you're sharing that love, you're showing that support, And that's a great unity. And and at the end, when everybody's candles lit, as you're standing around looking at each other, you go, wow, you know, this person touched the life of all of these people. And look at that light you know, that has been spread from one to another. It's a really great way to do that. And maybe even as you're lighting the candle, you light the next person's and they share a memory. And then that person lights the next person's candle and then they share a memory. And that is a it's a great way to do it. Remember, if there's a lot of people and you're sharing memories while you're lighting the candle, that first person's <laughs> candle is going to get pretty, pretty burned down, and uh, it might even get start getting wax all over. So make sure that the holder, you know, of that candle has something over the, over that candle to protect their hand from the wax as it's melting down the side of the candle. An ash-releasing ceremony is one, people call it a scattering. And that's one that a lot of people are familiar with as well. But there's a lot of people that go, well, where can I scatter these ashes? And down here on the Oregon coast, there's a a few places that you can go to. uh, And it's the same anywhere within the United States. There's a couple things that you want to keep in mind. First, is it a public place? Or do I have to cross private land in order to get into that public place. And so you want to get permission from the owner of that property before you cross that property or get permission from the the owners of the land before you scatter on their property. Uh, I mean it might be a really good friend and they loved maybe they loved hunting outdoors in a particular location on a person's ranch. Well, ask that ask the owner of the ranch if it's okay to scatter the ashes there. Uh, but make sure that you're doing it legally um, and you're you're being considerate of the owners of the property or the people on the land, when, uh, if it's public land. You can scatter on the sea. Uh, you can scatter in a forest. You can scatter in a river. Um, all of those things are completely appropriate. Uh, you do need to be in a boat. Uh, if you're going to be scattering at sea at least three miles out, a uh, wind also is very important, especially if you're in a boat, and especially as you're getting ready to release the ashes. Which way is the wind blowing from? You know, you don't want the you don't want to release the ashes and have the wind blow back into your face or into your companions that are standing around you in the bow or the or the back of the boat as you're releasing the ashes. Make sure you're going the, the wind isn't going to blow that to you. It's the same as. It's almost the same thing, too, is if you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're going to be releasing, I've, I've heard some, some horror stories as they've released the ashes and the wind is coming up the side of the cliff and it's coming right back over the cliff onto people. And so those are things to consider. If you're in a boat as well, there's another way to release so that the ashes don't scatter all over in the wind, and that's with a biodegradable bag and uh, we actually on our website have some photos if you go to the website there's some photos of us releasing ashes uh, three miles out to sea in a biodegradable bag and it shows how we just place the bag into the uh, off the side of the boat down into the water and then the biodegradable bag uh, literally uh, melts around the ashes and then the ash is released into the ocean and uh you can see that at the website at uh, uh, batemanpacificview.com and you can take a look at uh, some of the ways that we've done that doing it at sea rain is also an important factor if you're going to be i mean rain really is an important factor for any outdoor activity Uh, but keep in mind if you are going to go out to sea you need to check with the company you might set a date but definitely check with that company because if, there's, if it's choppy seas, they're not going to be going out. And so make sure everybody's aware that it can, it can get canceled. And usually they cancel it two or three days out if they know there's going to be some pretty uh, stormy seas. You know, as we're, as we're getting close to the end of this podcast, there's a, um, a twist that you can do on uh, sharing of, of uh, memories and sharing of letters. And the fact that you write a letter and you share it at the, 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 ta- the time that the memorial service is doesn't mean that you don't that you can't share that letter or that memory again later on, uh, as well as write new memories of things that maybe you forgot to express uh, at the time of the memorial service. And you can ha- you can actually have a letter reading or a memory sharing, um, event you can gather a year two years three years on the anniversary uh, of the person's uh, passing or on the anniversary of the of, of the memorial service most people do it on the on the on the, the, the anniversary of the date that they pass and they might get together they can do that together as a group they might go to the gravesite or to the scattering point um, Another way now that we're this mobile society all over the United States uh, you can actually, uh, go to an online website. Ninety um, percent of those funeral homes out there have an online obituary, and on there you can click on and you can you can do um, memories or you can share thoughts um, with that uh, with that person on that website. You can certainly on that anniversary, maybe everybody goes to the website and shares a memory, and then you know the family that's all spread out across the United States can go and they can take a look at that. Uh, at that website, with COVID nineteen, uh, I think most of the people in the United States have now discovered Zoom. There's nothing saying that you couldn't get together as a family and schedule a maybe a, a Zoom meeting where everybody shares that memory. You can do a um, any other form. There's lots of different platforms out there that you can get together as families now and friends and be able to share together online virtually. So whether you're doing a candle lighting, you're reading a poem or flying a kite, whether you're going out and shooting archery or dancing or doing something in the, in the great outdoors to, to remember your loved one, uh, we, we hope that these, these ideas uh, can help you celebrate the life of your treasure uh, loved one. At this time, we're going to take a moment to remember all the families that are experiencing a loss, and we're going to light a virtual candle in their memory. This has been The Last Track. I'm your host, Brian Norris. If you want to find out more about us, you can come to our website at BatemanPacificView.com. You can visit us on Facebook. And if you have any questions, when you're on Facebook, you can leave a message for us. If you would like to find out more about our episodes, that type of thing, leave us a comment, leave us a note. We'll, we'll reply to you. Or, you know, if you if you just want to talk to one of us and get more information, you can call us at 541-265-2751. We'd love to hear from you. 541-265-2751. Make sure you listen to our other podcasts in this trilogy. Uh, this is Distance Funerals and uh, Funerals for a COVID-19 Death. Um, thank you very much for listening and have a great day.